tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Jokers to the right, here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, it's so catchy. Mm-hmm. It Hello, is. everyone. Welcome to After Buzz TV's After Show for Netflix's Grace and Frankie. We are in season one. Today, we are going to break down two episodes for you. We are going to do The Dinner, which is episode three, and The Funeral, which is episode four. They really go very well together. So we thought they we'd do. just do it all in one foul swoop, since some of you have probably already binge watched. <laughs> I am your host, Lauren Leonelli, and this wire is going to seriously kill me. <laughs> just put that back there. Uh, uh, you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, and my website. And here with me are my lovely co-hosts. To my right, stuck in the middle with you. To my right. Hi. I'm just a little confused over here. Um, (laughs) I'm Jennifer Golden. You can find me on uh, many things at Jennifer Golden and on Instagram at Jen the Jew. And I am Lauren Legrasso. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lolo at L-O-L-O-L-O-G-R-O and Facebook.com slash Lauren Legrasso. And I am Jillian Fleischman. You can find me on Twitter at Jill underscore Fleischman. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everything else, it's Jillian Fleischman. All of the things. All of the things. All right, guys. Let's start out with the dinner. We'll kind of break it down. We'll talk about what happened, and then we'll move on to the funeral. But uh, both these episodes, I felt like they kind of just went... They all go together, really, because that's how Netflix works. But they really, even the titles, The Dinner and The Funeral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, very, like, Marta Kaufman, like, Friends was, like, the one with. Right. They These were are always the something. The one with, yes. Very Marta Kaufman, which we love. Which is why we love the show so much. Okay, so The Dinner. So, the dads are throwing a dinner, and at the same time, you know, they do this Obviously, almost in every episode we've seen so far, it's like this parallel story, A-B storyline where, like, Saul and Richard are doing something and Grace and Frankie are doing something. And and maybe they meld together or we just watch them, like, live parallel next to each other, Mm -hmm. which is actually pretty funny because I believe that it feels like their lives were probably lived that way for the past, like, what, I don't know, however long these men were in love with each other. They were living these parallel lives next to their husbands and not really with them. So... Who knows if that was on purpose or not, but it could have mm-hmm. been. Um, so the dads are throwing a dinner, and Grace and Frankie decide they need to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And, of course, there are issues that come. I really honestly can't decide where this damn wire should go. It's going <laughs> to come kinda, it does kinda get well, we, in the front. We finally learned a little more about what they do, because we've been yes. talking, what does Grace do? Now we know that she had a big beauty company that yes. she gave to her daughter. Although I still don't. No, exact. I mean, there's still some details that are left yeah, out. I don't right? know what they make. Is it hair care? It is it makeup? Really unclear. But it went from her face on the box, which she was really upset about, to a plant. So the plant yeah. is obviously part of the product. Yeah. Right. What that product is, no one knows. And obviously, that could have just been one of. I'm sure there's. I would assume there's a bunch of different products. Right. Right. We because know well, we saw three separate products on the table. Right. So, and I love that quote where she goes, "I got replaced with a plant." Yes. <laughs> 
well, this episode, I'm sure we'll get into it a lot more, was yeah. all about the feeling of being irrelevant old yeah. and old. in a and lot invisible. of different ways. Like, she, yeah. Grace obviously wanted to come back, and Bree said, no, because if you come back, you'll take the attention and I won't be there. Yeah. Or at the end when they're, you know, at the, the checkout. And, and no one wants to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Right. But that's skipping ahead a little bit. No, no. It, that, but that is a good, um, you know, it's it's kind of like talking about it in general, what they were going through. Right. Um, and and the dads. Well, okay. So let's let's keep it on Grace and Frankie then. So so we watch these women obviously deal with having to be in this new life, but they feel old. And there's all these things in society around them telling them that they're old or that they're done or that they've. You know, most exactly most people at this point in their lives have done a lot of things, and now they're just kind of like retiring into what? How do you say that nicely? (laughs) Death. (laughs) Retiring into death. You know what I mean? Like they've accomplished that. Most people have accomplished the things that they would or have hoped to accomplish at this point in their lives, and now they're just like growing old gracefully and enjoying life. They should be in the stage where they're enjoying life, not reinventing themselves. Yeah, and And that sort of idea is only highlighted by the fact that Robert and Saul are so together and doing everything together, Mm -hmm. and Grace and Frankie are bored and kind of lost. And still and, together, and don't really know the what to do. Their roles separate. have changed. Yeah. Like yeah. Who they are as people has changed because they're no longer wives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're parents, they're mothers, but their kids are all grown up. Yeah. yeah. So they are sort of having to reinvent themselves and find themselves all over again, and they are struggling with feeling irrelevant and they're mm-hmm. thrust, to everybody. And they're yeah. thrust into, which comes in the funeral um, episode, Grace said something to Richard, which we'll get into, but... Robert. Uh, Robert. Wait, why am I calling him Richard? I mean, both ours, both I mean, standards. Okay, wait, just names. so you guys know, I do this all the time. I get <laughs> people's names wrong all the time, only on shows. That's good, though. So, okay, so... That's good that you explain it, because I felt bad having to correct you. So, <laughs> no, don't feel bad. Usually, I'm well, like, you what's, know. what's his name again? I'm like, it's like episode 12, um, season 4. I'm like, what's his name again? It's like the that ma- guy with the guitar. The main character. who's married to her. I think this is the best I've ever done at knowing people's names on shows. I don't know. Except I don't know the African-American son's name. Bud. 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 Okay. I almost wrote that just because I didn't know his name. I was going to be like, Buddy. They didn't mention it hardly at all in the dinner episode. Right. No, but I'm so pro-team Bud. I am. I I think he's most level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I remembered him, but not Robert? Robert. 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 I'll get it. Anyway, so (laughs) Grace says something to Robert in the funeral episode that that brought me back to the feeling that she is... I now am not remembering where I was going with that because we... No, there was something about her feeling... um, Oh, that Grace and Frankie are thrust into this life where they're, like, not really happy. And they're like, but you guys get to be happy. That's not fair. And it's not necessarily that black and white. But they they are, like you all were saying, thrust into this life where, like, they have to learn how to recreate their roles and who they are. And they also, I think, are dealing... They're on the... They're on, like, the crap end of the stick, too. Yeah, I think what you're referring to, she says something like, you know, you didn't lose everything, anything. Right. We yeah. lost everything. And yeah. a little bit before that or after, he's crying because yes. we realize he, he did lose something. So he, that, yeah, that scene is only actually... It, they do a really good job, I think, in the show of making you not hate Saul and Robert because right, right. if you hadn't seen him crying about the loss of her in that episode, then it, you would have been like, oh, well, screw them. But, but but I definitely hated him throughout the episode prior to that moment. 
Saul, Robert, or both? Robert. I thought yeah. he would. He didn't embrace yeah. Saul. He wanted. He wanted them to follow rules and yeah. and how to call each other and stop crying and wanted him to get up when right. he was I ready. Think, yeah, and he's more pent up for sure. It's harder to relate to him in general. Well, what's funny is I think that we talk a lot about how Grace and Frankie are so different, but mm-hmm. Saul and Robert are also very mm-hmm. different. Definitely. They're like who their wives were. Exactly. So they have to kind of you know, join together and balance each other out. Yeah, exactly. And we get to see, you know, again, they're them adjusting with each other and they are kind of like living side by side in the A and B storyline. And it's, it's interesting. But in this particular episode, we had, uh, the dinner party happening and then we had, and we, and we did get a taste with Richard and Saul. Robert. 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 (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we're going to put a jar here. Every time you go on Richard, get up. Pop it yeah. something in there. Robert. Not even, we, and it can't be a quarter. It has to be a dollar because a quarter yeah. would make too much money. Oh, really? And we're getting... going to split it at the oh, end. Right, yes. right. The riches. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. Watch me call him Go to happy hour. Robert for the rest of the episode now. <laughs> Robert was, um, kind of trying you see how he was dealing with Saul even then like there was like some little there's little idiosyncrasies the whole mm-hmm. time but um Grace and Frankie so so now that we know that Grace was doing she's the head of this beauty company which we sort of got before we also know now that Frankie is an art teacher of convicts ex-convicts of ex-convicts so, they pay their dues. That's a, an important distinction, I can say. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. And w- she accidentally goes to a job interview. She's thinking she's going to a job mm-hmm. interview. Right. But she's not. No. Aww. She's at an old age home. $10,000 a month to live there. And she thought, like, That's you're wild. paying me $10,000 right. a yeah. month? Right. And then it all kind of clicked. And then he shows her the bedroom. Yeah. Yes. Which all, that puts big. it all together. No. And... It's just so funny that that, of course, is the mistake. And, and throughout these episodes, we see that obviously Frankie can't hear and yes. Grace oh, yeah, can't that's see. Blatantly apparent. And and it's just such a funny. They are like an odd couple. They really both are. sets yeah. are like odd couples, and they're it's so funny to watch the, that all happen. And yeah, obviously neither of them get these jobs. Look, they are right. really <laughs> they are really getting older. This is a real thing, and mm-hmm. so I like that they're choosing to sort of make fun of it yet at the same time they're not just going to lay down and let it happen like they do they don't have a choice they have to be youthful they have to be young they have to start over and they're like we're not going to do this like it doesn't we don't have to go like follow the societal norms of like getting old and like not caring about how we look and just going to an old folks home and stop where what if we want to keep working what if we want to look good when we go to a funeral what if we want to like smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol like why aren't we allowed to do that and this show and the people behind the show definitely push those boundaries and we're going to keep seeing it and i think the other boundary they push is with the b or whatever side storyline of the dinner happening yeah and they dealt with all of the things that we've talked about up to this point which was if you guys were dating if you left our mothers for women, we wouldn't be eating cake right now. Yeah. And I thought about this a lot, and I thought to myself, I th- myself and myself, <laughs> because there's more than one of me that have conversations with multiples. All of it ha- depends on what mood I'm in. Uh, that they. It, right now, like gay rights are such a prevalent thing, and it's mm-hmm. great, and it's almost like celebrated because it's a. a Thing, it's a very brave thing to come out. It's hard for people to do. They've been oppressed for so long. And so it's almost like a celebratory process. But I think that that can't be confused with the loss that still happens when yeah. families deal with it. Cheating, you know? cheating still happens. Cheating's I mean, cheating. Right. right. But I think at the table says, 
you know, we can't even be mad at you because you're gay. Exactly. And I think I love that scene where I felt like they were challenging their dad's ideas of being able to transition into this with, you know, no acknowledgement that they've hurt a lot of people in a sort of mm-hmm. way. It's kind of like Robert and Saul feel like, well, we can get married now. We're happy and, and praise us and be, you know, happy for us. But there's a lot of hurt that comes along with course, that. And, right. and the kids have to, you know, de- also deal with being now like a family when Mallory and Coyote have this love triangle which we learned about. <laughs> which we all finally, talked about finally. finally. Did they call each other brosif after that? Yes. That was I loved that. But everyone else is, is struggling and, mm-hmm. and they have to acknowledge that. Yeah. I, I think that it used to it's just I like that this show is kind of taking like it's not just about being like it's not just another show about being gay. Yay. Like it's not even about that. Anymore, no, like right. let's it's about not human make, relationships. Exactly, let's not make it a big hoopla because they're two men. Like that's not what we're focusing. It's not right. a show about two gay men. It's a show about what you deal with when this happens. What, no matter what your skin color is, or no matter what your sexual orientation is, it just is what it is on like a human level. It doesn't matter. I, I like that they did that. That they kind of made fun of themselves because you think that's what the show is going to be about. Yeah. Here's another show about this trendy gay topic, and it's like, no, actually, they're pointing out that it really isn't even about that. And the kids all sit around and are like, "No, oh, come on, guys." Yeah, the show mm-hmm. is billed as a comedy, but I was watching that scene; it was very serious, and mm-hmm. it it made it more of a well-rounded show because you can't just have the laughs. I mean, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are great, but you yeah. have to have those real moments where, For sure. right. because there needs some a, humanity, otherwise, it viewer, just wouldn't. Yeah. Set in. I mean, yeah. as a viewer, you're watching and saying, they can't adapt to it that easy. You so you w- want to see the, the pain mm-hmm. that's involved. You are waiting for, because the episode starts with, like, the dads trying to get everyone, like, okay, let's make sure we're accommodating to everyone. Like, this right. person's gluten-free and, and Coyote can't drink and they're all worried about it. I think it was them probably nervously just focusing on everyone else. And you're watching all of the kids be really tense about going, like, I don't want to go, and, and Mal's going to be there, and you're going. If I'm not going, you're going. And all of this hoopla, and then they all get there, and you're waiting for that moment in the kitchen where yeah. you're waiting for the two moments. So let's talk about the first one where you're waiting for a Coyote and Mal to talk about what this problem is. Right. They could not have waited any longer. It needed to be addressed. Yes. We know that he's in love with her and was like, I'm drunk and I don't marry Mitch and like that had already been married and had two kids. They had been right. married for seven years. Yeah. But I still think, I will say this. <laughs> a long time. Yeah, like a little too late. Well, all those seven years must have gone by him pretty quickly. Yeah. He was drunk the whole must time. He been very drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that there's still more to the story. Absolutely, because we'll have to know why he was in love with her in the first place and how that even started and why they didn't get together and why she married Mitch also seven years ago. She also, you know, that was like my prediction this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that it's much of a stretch now that we're talking about it. No, but still. You're psychic. um, I feel like (laughs) she is not that happy with her husband. Definitely Like she's popping pills, she's drinking everything, she seems like an overwhelmed young mom. Why else would she be so uncomfortable with him? Do I mean, yeah, okay, it's inappropriate, but there's a reason why she's so uncomfortable with him pushing this boundary. And like when he talks to her... And they're like in that private moment. You can tell she's just like, I don't want to talk to you about this. I don't want. She's like, she doesn't want to deal with it because right. you know there's something there, right? And yeah. it probably will easily come back up for Who her. Who at the table wanted them to kiss? Oh my oh. god! Hey. Yeah. Two hands up. Yes, it I did was, get a little weird when they started calling each other Brosif, but I mean it was funny. Oh, that was but funny. It was weird. I yeah. felt really good about the fact that she gave him the milk. Yeah, yeah. and he did too. Yeah, but she didn't. She like slammed it down. No, well, no, first that was, that was assault. But then no. after they had talked and they came oh, back right, to the right, table, right. 
and she felt better. And he actually asked Brie for the milk, and, and she, she gave, she the gave milk. it. I yeah. think she that she just, I think she just needed him to say, "Look, I didn't realize what I did. I am so sorry. Please, you know." I think that's all she really wanted. Yeah, there's yeah. no like resolution to that issue for them until because she hadn't seen him and she didn't even know that he was out of rehab. Right. So, right. does anybody else think it's weird though that the parents never comment on those two having a strained relationship? I think that there was a moment. I do think that's weird, but there was a moment where when Mal handed him the milk that you just brought up, um, and uh, I think it was, I don't remember if it was Saul or if it was Robert, but somebody, yeah, I saw you, like, waiting for me to F up. <laughs> she wanted I couldn't you to remember Richard's which character wanted it a was. Dollar. Well, you just said it, so now you have to put the dollar in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, I said Richard, though, because I thought she wanted you to say you it. Said I it did. again. Um, I did. I think Gosh, it, I'm, I, I'm adding up here. I think it was Robert, and I think when he when she handed Coyote the milk, he grabbed his hand and, and went like this. Oh. And, like, I watched that acknowledgement of, like, oh, see, they're okay. Because the whole table saw them be weird when she slammed the salt down, so it's but like... Also, let's not forget, when Jane was in the kitchen putting the groceries away for Frankie, she made some comments to Cody that was like, you know, she better be after all yeah. that you've put her through. And and now, after knowing what she, he did to Mal, I almost think yeah. that that was like two-sided. They all like, well, what he yeah. put every, all the right. parents through. I think they all, the, the, they all air their dirty laundry. All of them know about all of it. So right. it's not, I think they, that, to me, that was acknowledgement of like, okay, maybe they're gonna be okay. I just mean in the fact that like, they're now dating, and they're like, you know, what did Saul say? He's like, I'm going to be your stepmom now. Oh, yeah. So I think it would be so strange if a, a guy that I dated in the past was now my stepbrother. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm if just they dated, we don't know. Them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, but they said, like, the lost love of your life. So I guess you're right. We don't know if they were together. I think they dated. We just don't know. I do, do too. I I would think that if it was the love of his life at some point, they had some kind of... Intimate connection. Right. For sure. But I also think that we haven't even gotten to the, oh, we're siblings now thing, because there was no resolution on their conflict. Well, Brosif was essentially saying, like, you're clearly now my brother or something. And obviously that nobody liked that. I thought that that was really funny. I I did, too. too. Um... And uh, and then we were also waiting for that conversation to happen, which thank God it did. And then we were waiting for the conversation between Bree and Bud, right? And because everyone, we we again, we talked about that. Like, why is this okay? Because they're gay. Mm-hmm. Like, still, yeah, we it's still. On that. So I like that they kind of like. You know, and, and Bud was trying to kind of hold it together. He's like, it's fine. I'm putting my cake together. Have my toppings. I'm sprinkling. <laughs> it looks so good, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it did. That was a naked cake. Have you heard about those? No. So they're called naked cakes where they're like frosting is not, it's just like in the layers oh, right. and on the top, oh. but it's not around the outside. I just I call want that, that the ability to eat the cake faster. You That's know what? what? I, call that. I like naked cake because I don't really like frosting. Well, I love frosting, but not frosting the outside makes you able to eat it maybe 10 minutes sooner than... Yeah, like, you have to you get it right in there. easier to make, too, if you ever want to endeavor upon that. Yeah. It looks very rustic as well. I liked it, and yeah. it looked very good, and It'd I think nice we on should... a Pinterest board. It probably <laughs> lets look that up. Um, but anyway, so we were... he Bud was holding it together, and then finally, of course, Bree's the one to... She's the, like, she's the loose cannon. Yeah. So she, you know, hits the nail on the head, and, and then they're forced to talk about it, and we see that he's like, you know what? I can't. 
I can't deal with this. He's the one that takes the cake away. He's the one that, Mm -hmm. like, and that was good that they addressed that. I was happy about that. I was happy with how uh, Saul actually wanted to communicate, and you can tell the difference, too, between Mm -hmm. Robert and Saul, the same way that Grace and Frankie are. Saul wants to get to the root of it, and wants to talk about your feelings, and he's more like the compassionate what would be a mother, but I guess Grace isn't like that. But then Robert is very like buttoned up, and he's like, "No, they can just get over it. This is what it is." Well, he's yeah. a more feminine energy of the two, and I think, you know, when you compare them, Grace and Robert are both like masculine energies. Totally. Yes. And Frankie and Saul are more feminine energies, so they're trying to figure out how to now live a life with a different energy. Yeah. Um, and we, re- I mean, I feel like we touched on most of the dinner episode. Are we leaving anything out? The part where they went to go get cigarettes. Oh, I thought that, that was amazing. Yes. That, yeah. Do you want to hit up City Bank? Yeah, love that. <laughs> love Do that. Do you want to hit up City Bank? I love that she stole. I love that um, Grace came unglued. Oh, that was wonderful. But it was so frustrating to watch. Oh, yeah. It was because mm-hmm. also the distance wasn't that far. Like right. anybody yelling. And there weren't that many people around would absolutely hear the yelling. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the person that worked there would have heard her yelling. Yeah. So yeah. she had to go that crazy and like explode for it was totally- to even be a thing. It was a hyperbole. He's looking at a girl who was in like a tube top too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, I didn't even- see who she was. I was like, Do we I know. know I was like, who is that girl? And she is not even that cute. They didn't zoom in on her enough. Jane no, Fonda is way cute. cuter than that girl. Yeah, oh I was God, with you I now. Beautiful but woman. I am facing s- irrelevance because you know he wasn't paying attention to her. He didn't yeah, care that what really Frankie had to say. That idea completely, mm-hmm. you know, pushed it through a little they bit. They were just no not one, seen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then she blows up and shows emotion. And Frankie is the one who settles Comes her down, in, saves the day, and yeah. then we find out that she actually did the like funny, stole the cigarette, smoked yeah. it, and said, "Yeah, you like, can't see me. You can't, you know, catch me. Catch me." <laughs> I loved that. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. By the way, I think that Jane Fonda's hair is amazing. I do too. Right, but it's here's my so question on that. So good. Do you remember in the first episode where she takes like the clip out? Yes. Yeah. Do you think that clip in is in all the time, or that was just for that scene? I think it was for the scene. It's I hard think it was to for the say. scene. She has amazing scene. hair. Her hair is so good. You know what she should have done in her life? Not just workout videos, but like a hairspray product. Totes. Yeah. The Jane Fonda. Well, let me tell you, she's not done. Aquafonda. So. Aquafonda instead of Aquanet. <laughs> exactly. Could have been a thing. Anyway, I had to give like a moment to her hair because it's like the best. Yeah, it's a yeah. perfect color too. So good all the um, time. Has bounce and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe she did do hair. I don't. I she noticed it in that on. scene in particular though, when she was losing. I was like, yeah. "Damn, girl, look at your hair." Yeah. It defies gravity. It down, yeah, amazing. It. So good. I do love how at the end of this episode it ends with the moms being relevant again, and the mm-hmm. kids brought felt the bad cake about yes. not telling their moms where they were and like coming clean and saying like, you know what. So much of this wasn't right. Let's make this part right. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's give our moms cake because they're hurting and they should have the cake. It's kind of like... Yeah. They take the cake. Right. Yeah. They do take and the cake. Do you guys feel like... Like when I watch it, I feel like Saul doesn't realize the impact that his relationship with Robert is having. Because mm-hmm. he's totally. like, we never told you not to tell. Like, yeah. we never, right. you know. It's oh, like, he said something like, oh, you're making it worse by lying to your mother. I'm like, dude, you lied for 20 years. Exactly. Right. Well, that's like, what know, they said they at the table. Oh, okay, well, you're going to tell us about being honest? Now, yeah. Are you intending to be ironic right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. I love that. I did too. Yeah. true. Yeah. And I like that then they end, they did that in the episode previous to this one, but that they ended it with, um, like, 
Grace not being able to read the note and Frankie not understanding what Grace said. And right. then, like, <laughs> they always do that. They have a moment where they come together. They're alone together at night. They, they, whatever has happened in the episode kind of comes back with, like, a last, like, putting a button on the scene. Yeah. But then it, it has, like, a little heartwarming moment. So right. that's nice. We're getting more into the season now where we're seeing them become, you know, best friends and that they need each other. And yeah. it was so funny because the song that we started out with is the theme song. And I think watching the third episode, I was, like, stuck in the middle with you. That totally rings true. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm, I should have realized it sooner, but like, <laughs> they're stuck in this weird situation. Totally. It's like limbo. With each other. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, now we move on to the funeral, which is episode four. And basically, in a nutshell, a friend dies and who is really close with both of the families. We see how intertwined these families are through the entire episode. They're kids. They're all, they work together. There, There's no escaping. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no way these two, all of these people cannot be at this funeral. They talk about how the friend that died like got them the law firm and helped with the down payment for their house. It's like they have to go. There's no way out of it. There's no way that these families aren't going to be intertwined forever. Right. So they all have to go to this service and we're watching Grace and Frankie really battle with like wanting to get there, get in and get out. Whereas Saul and and Robert are more just like, mm, well, we'll just go. And like they don't, they have a different thing to worry about. Their thing to worry about is that they're going to be coming out and They've got to probably finesse it in a way like I can't make mm-hmm. it about them, but people are going to be asking them these questions. So how do we do this? What do we do? Don't be too like lovey-dovey, but don't be cold. And we've got to be honest. But so uh, we're watching again these two parallel lives happen where Grace and Frankie are trying to get ready. And we're seeing that um, they're very similar. Grace <laughs> is very buttoned up and like right. puts her really good outfit on. And so does Robert. And Frankie's wearing some nasty shoes, and so <laughs> is Saul. Well, Grace had to push Frankie to get ready. Grace yes. like, we have to leave in ten, in nine minutes. Yeah. If not, we're going to be late. And she, Frankie, I think, was she stalling. She was she wearing was, that T-shirt, and she was, like, dressed for her art class. Yeah. So. yeah. But I think Grace you know, knows everyone's going to be watching them and wants to go and mm-hmm. put on a good face. Yeah. There and, is a reason her name is Grace. Right. Yes. And Good one. and her, um, and I just think that she wanted, knew that everybody wanted to see her, yeah, and she wanted to show up and be punctual and be like she always was. And Frankie kind of wants to hang back. She's always put together, always. Like she just doesn't ever not look put together, and so she right. knows at this point she's this is just what she does. And yeah. and even when they get to the funeral. Um, the judge that's talking to Robert says, oh, there's Grace. She always looks so good. And he goes, she does. She always looks perfect. And that's like her thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we watched Robert in that moment kind of struggle with like having to let go of that because Saul doesn't want to look perfect. Yeah. He dresses weird and he can't tie his own tie and his shoes are just comfortable. Like who wears I kind of, shoes? Did, did you guys find it a little bit not okay that Saul was wearing the tie that Grace Yeah, I didn't like Robert. that. Robert, I did not like that. But they're like, you know, I mean, yeah, they even touched on it. Like, now they're sharing each other's clothes and we have to, like, be shushed away. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of just, like, what would happen. If if it were them together, they might, well, they probably want to share clothes. Or maybe no. they would. Well, yeah. you mean Grace, Grace and Frankie? And Frankie. Yeah. yeah, Grace would not put up with that, I don't think. Well, maybe she would make Frankie wear, like, put my shoes on or, you know, kind yeah, of how probably he was trying to do that to him. Yeah. Yeah, poor guy. He, You could tell Saul was just like, I don't care what I look like. And obviously, Richard Robert Ooh, oh. was very... Cha-ching. Richard Robert. Robert was very like, it, you, it, why are you doing this? Like, this doesn't make sense. And we see that even though they're, they're 
obviously in love with each other and they're homosexual men. So for them to have been with these women for so long wasn't right. We still see them kind of mourning like the loss of being a partner with someone for so mm-hmm. long that they're so yeah. much alike. And the, they were outwardly perfect partners. Grace yeah. and Robert and Frankie and Saul, they were perfect for each yeah. other on paper. Yeah. Right? It's just, you know, they liked the yeah. boys, they liked the men, and mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Well, we touched on it a little bit before, how Ro- Robert, for the first time, feels the loss of Grace. Because mm-hmm. they've been so focused on them as a couple that they haven't really dealt with any sadness that they would feel, and he kind Just of like does. like a man, to deal with it later. But Way it does. after the fact, when it's too late. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. but we deal with it right away, just yeah. in case you guys were curious. And, and actually, Frank and Grace are dealing with it, like, in the moment, and, you know, uh, I think Robert and Saul are just kind of like, okay, well, we're going to, this is our coming out party. And then we see Robert have the moment where yeah. he is actually mourning the loss of Grace and he cries. And it's it's funny that it's, it, to me, it felt like the funeral was really for Right. For her. their, for yes. their relationship. And, and they did yeah. talk a lot about loss in their terms. Like, you know, when we said that Grace said to Robert, what did you lose? You know, I lost. I I lost being my family. I lost my husband. I lost my best friend. She wasn't invited to the niece's shower. Yeah, because I mean, she was kind of backhandedly invited, but she was told, you know, all these other family members are going to be there, and Mm -hmm. so she really lost family. Welcome, and it did feel like that as a viewer. Like, why that kind of that does kind of suck for them and it's good that they touched on it at the dinner episode before and it's good yeah. that she said that and and it did again I think it was nice that they you saw you know Robert so upset about it before because otherwise in that moment you would have just yeah him. you would have felt like yeah. yeah screw you but right. you do still you know I mean they are trying yeah. to be as honest as they can now when it counts and you know you can't hate them for it but yeah you right. do see how different it is for Grace and Frankie to be going through this yeah I and agree. I liked um the the woman the widow when Sally oh. Sally when her name was Sally sure and, okay <laughs> that <laughs> Whatever was my her name Sally <laughs> um she they, of course they're waiting the whole time to just get in this line to talk to Sally because they really want to just get out of there so they don't have to deal with Saul and Robert but when they finally get up there and of course Frankie's taking her time and being like oh you know I really dug your husband and I love I love it she, she said dug yeah and she's like well I dug him too and then she was like but you have it way worse than me yeah. I'm gonna be gone soon and now you have to deal with this for like 20 more years and she was like oh god I know but I actually thought in that moment I was like yeah she gets to become a new person it's, oh it's yeah not, like bad you right. know it's right. like it's like people who don't really right. you know just are judging it from the outside and we already see you know episode four how they're changing for the better they're think, figuring out right. what makes yeah. them happy and well, doing what they want from the outsider's perspective it's like so daunting like you right. just lost your husband of what 40 years your yeah. entire world is shattered like and they can't think how to bounce back from that because that's something you're not dealing with yeah that's why it made so much sense why grace wanted to look so good yeah there. because mm-hmm. it, i think the line was something like you know how like the left behind wives take yeah. it you know right I, I don't think it was an accident that they were all coming back at a funeral right. either. Right. It was very so, smart. Yeah. And I think they definitely tied it up with, like, the loss of the, you know, the relationships. It is it is like a funeral. And it it is, maybe it's not worse, but in its own way, it's just as bad as yeah, somebody dying. Yeah, it's definitely a loss. Yeah. It's definitely not as clear cut. Mm-hmm. Right. At least when someone dies, they're gone. When someone is like a... 
when a piece of your life gets amputated, you have to figure out how to walk without one leg. And right. you know, knowing that that piece of your life is still very much going there. to be in your life. Like, that's so and also is happy. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, wait, and is, the most. That's the nail so in the coffin. And someone who's on quickly. It's and like, is oh. living in your house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're just on so... On your China. They're so intertwined, and they, they really have to figure out how to navigate this very sensitive subject, and it's going to be totally rocky to watch it. Um, the killer was the end of the episode, which we touched on yeah. when, uh, you know, we don't... I don't think that... Um, Frankie actually heard Grace when Grace said... I don't either. She gave the speech to to Robert. She was like, look, you haven't lost anything, and, and now I'm just stuck with Frankie, and she walked by. I don't think she heard, because the whole no. joke was right. about... Yeah. And because, and I also think it was important that she didn't hear, because it's not... She didn't mean it that way anyway. Right. There wasn't actually something for her to be telling. Right. She chases her out, because she does really care, and then, you know, poor Frankie gets in the car, force a habit with Saul. Oh, that has, was a killer. Has mm. the moment where she's like, oh, wait, and then has to open the door and be like, oh, that's for you, Robert. And then they walk off together. Yeah. Was <laughs> tough. That was a really sad It was a sad moment. moment. There was no button on that scene. No. no. But I will say it's my favorite. make you feel things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was when that little boy was trying mm-hmm. to butt Frankie in line. Uh, yeah. And she's like, well, what are you planning on saying anyway, kid? You can wait. And he had this <laughs> cute little speech about, like, yeah. Larry or Grandpa or whatever he was to him. Like, it was all the angels in the world, and I love him more than rainbows. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. That's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Grace. She needed a little, like, someone to inject a little emotion, because she was just, like, all about, like, we're going in and we're coming out. Yeah, Which she's trying to be yeah. very business Very her, yeah. She she yeah. does that when it comes to feelings, obviously. But, yeah, that the ended very sad, and they walked off together, and I really wanted to watch the next episode, but I didn't want to get ahead of myself. Nope. <laughs> Had to stop. We are practicing restraint. We are. It is so tough. It's healthy. It it's is. Healthy. Like you always say. Yes, it's true. It's, but it's healthy things can be hard. Like, you want to <laughs> eat the pizza, Discipline. but you know the chicken and the vegetables is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always feel good. No. Got to make it work. Um, so, all right, guys. Well, I think I feel like we talked about, hit on all of our topics. Yeah, do you I think we did a good job. Feel bring great. some news and gossip? I sure do. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's do it. Gossip. Hey, guys. So this is your news and gossip for this week of Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Uh, Martin Sheen actually goes a little buck wild mm. recently mm. because he did not want to do a particular scene in one of the episodes coming up called The Bachelor Party because it had a phallic symbol in it. And mm. his whole stance on, you know, gay rights and everything is that he is pro-gay rights. He's spoken out about it many times. He actually played um, the president in the West Wing who supported gay rights. And so he really does feel for that. And so the one thing he had an issue with was doing this entire season of this show in, you know, a positive light and not doing it, like, too kitschy and and doing it the right way. He said to Marta Kaufman, I want to do it the right way. Can't be too vulgar. Like, this is about the people and the relationship dynamics. I don't want it to be, like, some kitschy thing. However, it was a bachelor party, so he just didn't be in that scene where, like, the phallic symbol was on the lawn and they had to change it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder, like, how big the phallic symbol was, what the phallic symbol was. Well, we'll see. How I feel offensive. like it's just an older-fashioned opinion on it all, because to yeah. me, it's not offensive. No. What if it were no. a heterosexual party, it would have been the same thing, so right. it's like, whatever. It's not, yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah. I feel like penises are an integral part of it's bachelor just the way it happens. Okay? Exactly. Just the way it happens. <laughs> and we are seeing it through their eyes, is like, that age 
person experiencing a bachelor party and they're also a gay couple so we would expect those kinds of silly things you know um so, have you guys ever done the Jane Fonda? Like, have you ever done one yes. of her workout videos? I have. No, I but haven't. I would be in much better shape if I did. Well, it's not really that hard. It's not. It was like tiny movements back then. Actually, <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of like bar class. Yeah, it, she said she's. Well, I read part of her book a long time ago, and she said she studied ballet and she yeah. incorporated a lot of it into it. It's not at all like a bar class. Really? <laughs> it's well, like well, aerobics. Really it's like Richard Simmons, where you're like oh, doing calisthenics the whole time and no like small muscle movements. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it. Okay, but, we need to eat the foods and then do her workout. But like she looks time. really good doing it, though. She definitely does. And so that's why right now she's actually on the cover of W Magazine's June July issue. Awesome. Gorgeous. Many things are revealed in this magazine um, that she never saw herself as a fashion icon at all. But now, ironically, she feels she is, and she takes pride in what she appears like because she wants to be the face for her generation at this time, saying, like, okay, it's cultural to age, and I'm going to be the icon for that. So she wants to age gracefully, and she admits to having a little nip and tuck here and there. And she does age gracefully. Mm -hmm. No pun intended, because her name is Grace. Grace. Holla. Holla. Um, But, yeah, so now that she's older, she's a little bit more self-conscious, and she's trying to, you know, appear the way she does, and she looks damn good. She does. Damn Gina. She does. She's inspirational. And they touch on that, obviously, in the episode we saw tonight, uh, the funeral, how Mm -hmm. she looked amazing and perfect. Well, they wanted the show to be, you know, kind of talking about the culture of what it's like realistically to grow older. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're touching on a lot of those things. They are. Um, She also admits in this particular article that she's had a few run-ins with the gay men over time and she actually was proposed to by a gay actor once and she campaigned with Harvey Milk uh, in the Castro district in San Francisco and she also admits to having thought Warren Beatty was gay because in 1959 they shot a scene uh, in a movie and they were thrown together like she says like two lions in a cage and had (laughs) to do this whole makeout thing and she thought he was gay uh, because he was an actor, he played the piano, and he had two gay friends, <laughs> William In- Inge, is that how you say his name? Yes. And Tennessee Williams, who were gay. So she was like, well, he must be gay. He must be gay. However, stereotypes. Yeah. Total stereotypes. However, there's also, you know, information that has been revealed in an, a biography about Warren Beatty that he slept with close to 13,000 women in his life. Wow. Wow. As we know it, Warren Beatty sleep? is not gay. She's just saying at the time she right. felt like, dude, this a, guy must a be gay. a lot of women. That's well, a lot of women. That also isn't necessarily true. It was just said that he did that. His mm. his rep said that's baloney. He is Warren Beatty, and he obviously slept with Madonna, so that should tell you something. Exactly. He's a beautiful man. He is. I mean, and he's married, married to Annette Bening. Right. Who's I mean, a beautiful woman. Exactly. Well, guys, that was your news and gossip for this week of Grace and Frankie on Netflix. All right. Okay, guys, let's get into predictions since we're so good at it. So good at it. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Okay, well, my prediction is not, like, all that creative, but I do think it's going to happen, and I think that we're going to see Mal and Coyote kiss. Ooh. Oh. It's going to happen. Yes. Definitely. That, I think that's my do. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry. Mal- I just, I also, maybe it's because I want it to happen. But <laughs> the Mal <laughs> Coyote thing has to, you know, come back up. In some way. I so. wonder how they're going to do it because I know that Brooklyn Decker doesn't technically have another episode. I, you know, that, I on IMTV, she was listed as three episodes. But okay, I, so maybe we. I oh, just okay. looked it up again today, though, and now she's got a bunch under there. So maybe oh. they wrong uh, listed it. Oh, so yeah. maybe, yeah. Because I, like I can't it. imagine that that whole storyline is just wrecked. Ends. Yeah, my, right. my prediction will be uh, to be a little different. The Mal 
uh, coyote thing, and then the husband. There's going to be something with like she's not happy in her relationship. No, so. okay. we should actually find out how many episodes Jeff Stoltz is in. Yes, so yes. that we can make a phone call. Mm-hmm. My prediction is that we're going to see more about Brie because right now she's sort of like single, unmarried. Apparently now is running this company. I feel like we might see her date, and I do think to add to that, we're going to see a little maybe online dating. Oh, oh, with the, the older women. Yes. Yes. Ooh. I resonate on that. Totally. Yeah. Could you imagine them tindering? How funny would that oh be? Oh, my really gosh. Funny. Oh, and making each other's profiles for each other? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, my oh, God. God. Yeah. Taking selfies together. Yes. Love it. <laughs> yes. All right, yeah. Lauren, do you have a prediction? Oh, I definitely resonate on that. I think... Hmm. I think, well, next episode's going to be a little bit funnier since we just experienced so much... Um, somber sadness mm-hmm. in the funeral You're right, episode. you're right. So this yeah. one might be a little bit punchier and just more and more backstory. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that we're getting into the backstory because we are just dying to know. It, it just hooks you right in. Yeah, there mm-hmm. has to be a reason why Grace and Frankie are not that close when the yeah. families are so involved. We want to hear about, we want to know yeah. about that. So I wonder if it has to do with Coyote and Mallory. It might. Yes. It might. Yes. It probably ties in together. I would Yay. assume that it does. Yay for more. Yay <laughs> for more. Alright guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening and watching and while you're online rating our show on iTunes and watching Netflix, please let us know what you think. Tell a friend. It keeps the lights on for us here, and we love to hear what you have to think. Uh, we're here for you, so we want to serve you and give us five stars. <laughs> Yay! And I'm your host, Laura Leonelli. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, and my website at Lauren Leonelli. And I'm Jennifer Golden. You can find me on Instagram at Jen the Jew and on the rest at Jennifer Golden. I am Lauren Legrasso. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Lolo Logro, and Facebook at facebook.com slash Lauren Legrasso. And also check out my Twitter and Instagram tonight because I'm playing a benefit for a young woman who has cancer. The proceeds go to her, so love to see you there. And I am Jillian Fleischman. Find me on Twitter at Jill underscore Fleischman. And then everything else, Jillian Fleischman. All right, guys. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.